0: where do you go to find all your favorite wine beer and spirits with selections customized to local tastes for over 25 years that go-to place has been cox's spirit shop cox's louisville's go-to liquor store you
1: are listening to rebeau and co here on espn 680 1057 now
0: here's louis rebeau
1: You're listening to Rabot & Co. Here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in 11 o'clock hour. On a hump day, Wednesday, Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday edition of the show. Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell hanging out with you. If you have not found us on Twitter, you can find the station at ESPN680. You can find me at Radio Louis and at your boy ZC on Twitter as well. We will take your text, continue to take your text, 4379680. Uh, you put the co in Rabot & Co. We can only do that if you participate in the show, 4379680. Keep them coming uh, with those uh, great stuff, Valentine's <laughs> Day today. Genuine coming down on the text line. Yep, that's and, up there. And listen, that's a good job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good job by that person. Uh, Barry White's Love Serenade, Game Over. Barry White, underrated. I've never listened to Barry White. Okay. Regularly. I
2: mean, I've probably heard You've him.
1: heard it for sure, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. If he's not on your list. Like I I probably know every word to 25, 30 Al Green songs, for example. But he's from my hometown, so he's yeah. one of those guys that, you know, just, you know. Uh, found out about that way. Uh, by the way, went over 7,000 uh, for the Georgia Tech game. Seventy two oh eight uh, for the Georgia Tech game. That is... Oh, you didn't even let me guess. Oh, sorry. That is a significant increase uh, in attendance uh, over the previous games. And so about 1,300 more people attended that Georgia Tech game uh, than attended the game before it and Florida State at home. And so uh, the numbers are, are rising. I think people have made a conscious decision in some cases. To just go to the game, support the guys, and because they, they think that I think a lot of people think the decision has been made about what's going to happen after the season, and so they feel like they can go downtown uh, and enjoy those games, but it is time for cold cuts.
2: Yes it is.
1: Get out your mustard, kids. It's time for baloney
2: or salami. Doo do do could have a different meaning on Valentine's Day. Just saying. <laughs>
1: Happen. I got your salami right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: Kentucky, their next three games—no easy way to translate—but here we are. There we and go. Their next three games on the road at Auburn, on the road at LSU, home against Alabama—three
1: tough tests. That's great. Bologna or salami? Kentucky goes two and one or better. Yeah, I'll go salami. Um, I'm, I am. I keep hearing how this is a bad matchup on Saturday for Kentucky, and every time I hear that about a Kentucky team. They win. <laughs> yeah. It just seems to be. And so, um, I, I don't know that it's Auburn that they win or if it's LSU or if it's Alabama or whatever, but I, I do think I do think they get two out of three. I think the sky is not falling as much as other people do. And so I'll go salami on that, just uh I think they're better than all of those teams in pure talent. Yeah. But how they play, style of play, obviously very different. I'll, I'll go Salami. I think they go at least 2-1. and one. I'll
2: go Salami. I think they beat LSU. And then you look at Auburn. I mean, their record's great. But aside from beating Alabama, what's the marquee win that they really have? They've beaten up on kind of the bottom tier of the SEC. And Alabama is a much different team on the road as opposed to at home. And that game is in rep, And I know representative hasn't exactly been the most hostile place for teams as of late. They're not going to win all three, but I think they're going to win two. I don't know if they're going to beat Auburn or if they're going to beat Alabama. My guess is they'll probably beat Alabama, but... I'm going to say Salami as well. I think they go 2-1 in that three-game stretch, and they need to go 2-1 in that three-game stretch because that's still going to be two quad one wins. And Look, the sky's not falling, I don't think. I think they figured some things out defensively yesterday. That's a good Ole Miss team that they were able to beat. I think it's a much different feeling than when they beat Vanderbilt uh, last Tuesday, and that was just simply, oh, they beat up on a bad Vanderbilt team. I think they found some things in the Ole Miss game. Uh, If they can just continue to translate that, I think they'll go at least 2-1, and they still have more chances for quad one wins than any team in the country. That still stands
1: for them. So they can continue to boost that resume, and I think they're gonna do that. By the way, hot take, if they go 3 0, they'll move up two seed lines.
0: I think think right now they're a
1: six. I think they're a four if they win the next three. Yeah, winning on the road at Auburn. That's one of the most difficult places
2: to win in the SEC. That's a great home court advantage that they've got. LSU's not easy, and Alabama, yeah.
1: It just it stands out as an incredible opportunity. If if UK, frankly, it's weird to say, if they can go be as comfortable at Auburn as teams have been at Ruff. They got a serious
2: shot on Saturday. And I think they can because, I mean, Auburn, again, their record is very good, but is it inflated a little bit? Because what's their key win? Is it Alabama? Like, what's – they haven't – they didn't really do much out of conference. Kentucky's more battle-tested. I'm not saying Kentucky's going to win because Auburn's a double-digit favorite, but I would take the points with Kentucky. Okay. All right, as we wait for – The music to get back on. All right. So, Louisville, of course, they've been playing a little bit better as of late, but no moral victories as far as I'm concerned. But, interesting dilemma here. Louisville will win a game in the ACC tournament.
1: Yeah, Swami. I I, I think especially if if Sky Clark can play. Um, And I apparently don't understand broken ribs at all, that that guy has a chance to play again this season. (laughs) Because that just sounds legitimately horrific to break Mm -hmm. a rib. It sounds terrible, especially when you play a sport where people are hand-checking and putting elbows in your ribs all the time. Uh, Sounds not great. But uh, I... I'll go Salami. I think they beat a Boston College or they beat a Virginia Tech or they beat a Notre Dame or something on the day of shame. But I think they get a win, yeah. I'm going baloney.
2: I don't buy it. If they play Notre Dame, they've got a chance. But you're asking me if they're going to win a game on a neutral court. I think they beat Notre Dame at home. I think they can beat Boston College at home. I think they could possibly beat Virginia Tech at home. But they're going down to Blankenbaker's favorite place down in North Carolina because you know they always have that at the ACC tournament, all the championships there every year. It's universally loved by everybody. Um, But no, I... I need to see it. I need to see it before I believe it. And look, they're doing it every other game right now. I don't trust them on a neutral court. I don't trust them outside of the Yum Center. I don't trust them in the Yum Center, but I think they've won some games there. I don't trust them outside of there. They've won one road game all season long. Uh, I don't even know if they've won a neutral court game under Mm. Danny Payne. I don't believe they have. So I'm going to say baloney. I don't think they won a game in the ACC tournament. Okay. So, Look at us being different. How about yeah, that? we finally disagree. And we didn't do it for disagreement's sake. All right. So UConn and Purdue, I think, have established themselves as pretty clearly the top two teams because everybody else seems to want to lose around them. Kansas loses on the road. North Carolina loses on the road. Everybody's a home court warrior this season. But Houston is the number three team in the country. They've been maybe as consistent as anybody outside the top two. Bologna or Salami, Houston is the consensus number three team in the country right now.
1: So UConn, Purdue, Houston number three? Yes. Yes. Who would you put in the other part of that group, do you think?
2: Marquette's up there right now. I agree. Marquette is their fourth, and they're playing very well right now, of course. I mentioned Kansas, the best Arizona. team in college basketball at home. They're not so great on the road. Kansas, by the way, 2-7 and seven away from fog. That's surprising. Yeah, Arizona's up there. Yep. Uh, Tennessee's probably up there. Iowa State's starting to, to move State's up. Really They're 18-5. They're in the top 10. South
1: Carolina's number 11. Okay, I guess I, Houston number three. So uh, built into that is UConn and Purdue being ranked ahead of them. I will go salami on that. And then it's Marquette that I'm wrestling with because I think Marquette is – really good yeah and i think they had two really bad games in a row early on but guess what every team in college basketball has done that i'm gonna go baloney i'll take marquette above houston you're gonna take marquette over houston i'll take marquette over houston today
2: okay well I'm, I'm gonna take houston i'm gonna say salami i think houston's the better team right now i think they're the best defensive team in the country they've got the veteran leadership with shed and you know their their guard play has been fantastic this season and i know look They've lost three games, but they lost on the road at Kansas. Guess what? Everyone loses on the road at Kansas. There may be some bad NBA teams. Maybe the Pistons would lose at Kansas this year. How about that? Um... (laughs) <laughs> no, they wouldn't. But they've lo- their three losses are at Iowa State. Iowa State's a top 10 team. At TCU, that's the worst loss they've had. And at Kansas. This right now, I think, is the best team in the Big 12. I think they do some things on the defensive end of the floor that teams just aren't ready for. Uh, Kelvin Sampson, I think, is the most underrated coach in the country. I'll give Houston the number three spot. Kay. But it was close with Marquette. Okay. I think Marquette's very much up there. I think Arizona, they play out there. They're kind of lost, and they're under the radar a little bit. But...
1: It's, I'm, I'm this also, season is weird. I'm also very tinged by the fact that Arizona, like UK the last couple of years, I've really loved the team during the regular season. And not in the tournament. And not in the tournament. Um, I shouldn't say love. I thought they would do better in the tournament than they did. Arizona, I'm a little tinged by that with Tommy Lloyd. I'm still kind of in wait-and-see mode with him yeah. as far as the tournament. They were he's the... obviously a very good coach. That's not the issue. It's right. just wait-and-see in the tournament. So I'm, I, I think I'm a little gun-shy to put them in that top three. And another part of this is I just love how Marquette plays. Yeah. So I am I'm biased that way. I love how Shaka Smart has them playing. I but if you gave me those two teams playing in I don't know, Denver right now, I would probably I would probably lean Marquette. Do you think North Carolina and Kansas are still Final Four contenders? Oh, absolutely.
2: I Kansas I say yes. North Carolina I'm starting to worry about a little bit. They lose at home against Clemson. They barely
1: win on the road at Miami. They lose on the road at Syracuse. I think they're doing what everybody else does, man. Yeah. I think the dog days in college basketball is the thing now. I think yeah. we need to get used to it. I think that's fair. We used to just look at Izzo and go, oh, Izzo's got to have one of those things. Now everybody does it. Everybody does and it. And I think it's, look, Transfer Portal stuff, NIL, whatever. I think it's a different era, and I think we're just going to see more of that stuff.
2: So are we there with Kentucky? Is that why you
1: think they're stumbling a little bit? Same thing? I think theirs is more involved than what I just described. But I do think if you wanted to not overreact to Kentucky, you could look at a team like Kansas, frankly, yeah. or a team like UNC. Yeah. yeah, I think you could do that. I think you could definitely do it. I think. You could. But I understand. I understand the consternation as well.
2: Yes. So Patrick Mahomes, fifth quarterback ever to win three Super Bowls, three game-winning drives, three Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, you see the stats through the first six years; they're staggering. Patrick Mahomes is already a top three quarterback of all time. Bologna or salami? Top three.
1: So we are putting in that group immediately. Yep. Brady? Yes. Montana? Yes. And then who would be your third if it's not Mahomes? Peyton Manning. <sighs> okay. All right. So then we're leaving out Dan Marino? Yeah. Okay. Are we leaving out Johnny U? Yes.
0: Oof. Okay.
1: Okay, here's what I'll do. I'll tell you the quarterbacks in my mind that he hasn't passed yet. Okay. Peyton Manning's one of them. Okay. And I get it. Title-wise, he's passed him. Yes. I still think of Peyton Manning as an all-time better quarterback than Pat Mahomes. But I want to be clear. I have an open mind about him passing Peyton Manning. Because I like, I think if he's healthy, he does.
2: Well, I hate to say it because
1: I'm a Peyton Manning truther. Yeah. He's passed Peyton. Already? Okay. Yeah. I think he will eventually. Um... So I've got Johnny U and Peyton ahead of him, Okay. which means uh, the tough one is Johnny U for me because the eras are so different. They are. The Colts aren't even in Indianapolis yet when we're talking about this right, scenario, this right? And if I'm if I'm stuck on that, what I don't want to be is the guy who who didn't want Russ Smith's number up in the Yum Center because he was he wasn't Doctor Dunkenstein. He wasn't, you know. He wasn't Purvis, etc. I don't want to ever be that guy. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to to look at new modern players and say what they're doing in their era is better than what a different player did in their era. Yeah. At this point, I'll go baloney, but man, ask me in in... 24 months. I, I think it could happen that Yeah, moment. especially because back then
2: defenses could do just about anything and the rules weren't heavily tilted no towards to quarterbacks. I yeah. mean, like, there's not, yeah. Johnny Unitas invented the two minute drill basically. Yeah. Well, so here, here's a stat for you. Since okay. 2001, there have been 125 drives in the playoffs where it was at least the fourth quarter, under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer. 125 drives. Only 40% of them succeeded. Hmm. Tom Brady, five for 11, 46%. It's pretty good, right? Considering the circumstances, considering the defenses, pretty good. Drew Brees, 3-for-6, 50%. Pretty good. Patrick Mahomes, 7-for-7. Perfect. In the postseason. The only times he's lost in the playoffs, he didn't get the ball against the Patriots in 2018, the AFC Championship game. And he did throw a pick in the AFC Championship game against the Bengals, but he never was behind at any point in that game. That's the one postseason performance you can kind of put on him. And even then, he was down 3 and got him into field goal range to tie that game and get him into overtime. Patrick Mahomes is one of three players to ever have three Super Bowl MVPs. Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Patrick Mahomes has the best six-year run of any quarterback in NFL history. Patrick Mahomes, in his worst season, lost in overtime in the AFC Championship game. He's already there. He has three game-winning drives in the Super Bowl. He has. There have been seven times in NFL history, in the history of the Super Bowl, that a team came from 10 points down to win the game. Or more. Patrick Mahomes has three of those. Wow. All three times he won the Super Bowl, he was down by 10 points and came back to win. And to me, there's only, if you're asking game-winning drive for your life, for the history of the planet, like if we're being challenged by aliens to a football game, okay. there's only three people that I want to have the, the ball for a game-winning drive. Okay. Tom Brady, Joe okay. Montana, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. The answer has to be one of those three guys. Okay. So, because of that, yep. and Patrick Mahomes still has a ways to go, but at this point, the only thing that we're talking about with Mahomes, and he's probably the most boring quarterback now to talk about, because the only thing that matters now is how many is he going to come up with? Is it going to be how many MVPs? How many championships? Patrick Mahomes is a top three quarterback of all time. I'm just go. going Salami. All right, man. Not, I, I don't think it's an overreaction, I don't think it's a prisoner of the moment thing. The numbers say so. And I love Peyton Manning, but he's past Peyton. Peyton's my fourth guy. Okay. All right. So that's my Mount Rushmore. All right. All right. So we mentioned guys, you know, Kyle Shanahan taking the ball. Should he have taken the ball? Should he not have taken the ball? He's blown three double-digit leads in the the Super Bowl. Bologna or Salami, Kyle Shanahan will never win a Super Bowl.
1: Oh, that's Salami. It's really, really hard to win a Super Bowl, and you don't get a ton of opportunities. I don't think he's Andy Reid Jr. I don't think that. Okay. Um, So I'll put it that way. I think... What Lynch has put together for him in San Francisco is way better than... He's got a better team than Reed's ever had. Yes. The He's 49ers have team. had the best roster in the league the last five years. The difference is the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. 49ers don't. Uh, and so uh, until it's not the last guy in the draft as his quarterback, I will say no. So I'm going to go bo- – man, I'm eating a lot of bologna today. You are. Bologna. Well, I'm eating a lot of salami because I think <laughs> Kyle
2: Shanahan will win okay. a Super Bowl. He's too good of a coach to not win one. He's a one. very good They've coach. been in too many big games. He's won a lot of big games. That's also true. Yeah, That's one of the narratives that everybody has. If you lose a Super Bowl, oh, he can't win the big game. The NFC Championship game is a pretty big game, right? The NFC Divisional game, pretty big game, right? you got to win a lot of big games just to get to the Super Bowl. And so, yes, Kyle Shanahan has been a part of He's a head coach and lost two Super Bowls. But I put as much culpability on Dan Quinn for the Falcons loss as I put on Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Because he's the head guy. He's the guy that ultimately can override everything. And he, he's a defensive genius. Well, his team was up 28-3, <laughs> and his defense gave up 31 points in a row to lose the game. So I put it that on Dan Quinn as much as I do okay. Kyle Shanahan. and. Andy Reid. How many times Andy Reid got to the AFC Championship game five times, got to a Super Bowl, then got to an AFC Championship game before he finally won his Super Bowl. And Kyle Shanahan, what if he gets his Patrick Mahomes? That's very much in play. And Brock Purdy, I think, is a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl. But what if he gets that guy? Whether it's in San Francisco, whether it's somewhere else, he's already one of the best offensive minds in the game. And if he could just get a Patrick Mahomes... He's going to win one. I think Kyle Shanahan is too good of a coach, and he's been in too many big games, and he's too good of an offensive mind to not win at least one solitary Super Bowl. I'm right. going Salami. I okay. think he w- will win a
1: Super Bowl. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. Bologna Salami here on a Wednesday, as always. our reminder, Louisville basketball back in action Saturday, 6.30, taking on Pittsburgh. Alex White Network coverage, of course, starts at 5 then. So after that broadcast, we'll have the Coors Light Porsche Game Show with Taylor Lynch. That actually lines up really well with Kentucky because we don't have the network over here. You can listen to that kentucky fish and wildlife postgame show right around 8 eight fifteen, and then of course you can get to taylor lynch after the official postgame show probably sometime around 9 or nine fifteen. so a uh, good opportunity to listen to both of those shows texter geez Ru, uh zach get a room uh, for, with all that mahomes talk uh, texture. <laughs> uh do the 49ers really have the best roster in the league if they don't have a qb that can get it done Fair question. We're talking top to bottom if we're weighting everything evenly. Yeah. Now, obviously, the quarterback is weighted more in the NFL, frankly, in college football as well. Uh, but. What Zach and I are talking about is purely top-to-bottom roster, linebackers, secondary, et yeah. cetera.
2: I think if you lined up those rosters, I think the 49ers do have the better roster. I think it's not
1: even a question. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, people with roses walking by, it's Valentine's Day. Uh, if you missed any part of the first hour of the show, including Zach's recommendations for Valentine's Day, you can yeah, go back get, to the
2: go back and listen to that podcast
1: center, ESPNLouisville.com, or on our app at ESPNLouisville. at Louisville. cost you nothing. All of our programming available on your phone, your smart speaker, whatever you Uh, listen on you can find us uh, very easily if you don't have the app i don't know what you're missing out on i don't get paid to mention it uh you should just go get it it is easily the best way uh to listen to the station uh they're changing the cfp format and they're going to vote on that format coming up i want to talk about that
2: and you saw the television network that that whole situation
1: oh i did yeah uh all of that we talk about it next here espn 680 1057 ESPN 680-1057. Now, nah, here's Louis Rabot. <sighs> I haven't heard that song in a minute. Yeah, Rebeau Co. ESPN 680-1057. Louis Rebeau, Zach Cantrell, Got You still doing Bobby V. After Us, Roundtable 3-6 to six today. Uh, Anna Tarullo and friends on that one. Uh, Brown Daddy, parent-teacher conferences today. How about that? Yeah, what he do got you, a big boy job today. He has a big boy job today. Uh, it, it, what do you think Strebel's like in in that situation, is he a compliment sandwich about kids? Where he's like, "Jimmy's a really nice kid, and he's always on time. Uh, he wears the uniform properly. Really appreciate Jimmy yeah. being a great teammate." So, the other day we were working on social studies, and uh, Jimmy made a comment about how women shouldn't be able to vote. And I just have to say <laughs> that that isn't that isn't um, you know that isn't our 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 teaching here. We don't endorse that at this school. Uh, we we think that women should be able to vote. And, uh, the, the views so, reflected by Jimmy don't reflect the views of the station. I'm not sure where Jimmy learned that, but you know, I, I just wanted to, to tell you that there was a little bit of correction that I had to do the other day about Jimmy's views on on women voting. We respect women. There you um, go. Also, I Jimmy's just he's just a great kid. Jimmy's the best. Uh, he's just the best. He's, I, he's I love best. that he's always up on his homework. Um and, and so do you guys have any questions for me? <laughs> That'd be great. He's got some kid. He's like, yeah, emancipation, not good.
2: <laughs> no, emancipation. Who's letting
1: who's let these women vote?
2: Oh, man. He's like, you want to hear a joke? Women's <laughs> rights. <laughs>
1: That's terrible. Uh, that is terrible. All Come right, on, CFP Jimmy. format changing, of course, to a 12-team playoff, which, of course, for our locals is uh, great news, because making a 14 playoff, not so easy. 12-team, also not easy, but at least a touch easier. Five plus seven is now the model being pushed. The five, of course, are what Zach. The five are the Power Five, of course. So um, this is interesting. It's Big Ten, it's SEC, it's ACC, it's Big Twelve. Who is the fifth, Zach? Who? Who is it now? Is it the uh, so this is new Pac twelve Mountain West? The five is the tough part here. The five, to my understanding, is the best of the non-power. That, yeah, four that's right. oh yeah, that's right. schools yep, right. The, the, the but how quickly? Those other teams just got pushed to the side as soon as the Pac-12 was gone. Oh, of right? course. Uh, but by the way, rightly, the 6-plus-6 6 6 model did not make sense at this point. Um, and do you want to know what I'm a little surprised at? Yeah. Notre Dame is not eligible for that fifth spot. Yeah, because they're not in a conference. Notre Dame... I'm a little proud of college football for putting Notre Dame in its spot on this yes. one. Yes.
2: A little proud. I, and I understand it from Notre Dame's side of they want to be independent forever and all that kind of stuff. If, Absolutely. If that... They should, because you, you just see how much money NBC gave them. NBC gave them about as much money as the entire Big Ten conference, and the Big Ten is just loaded from top to bottom. So I completely get why Notre Dame's independent, but I also completely understand why the NCAA told them, look, you got to be in a conference. Right. If you're not in a
1: conference, then yeah. you got to accept this the consequences. Is the, this is how we're playing the game, and we're playing the game And so Notre Dame has to come up with, they have to decide what's more important to them, and so far they've decided that's independence. Yeah. Uh, Texter asking, is it the five highest-ranked conference champions? No. It's the four conference champions, the highest ranked of, ranked of the outside team, outside of those power four, and then, um, and then the next seven teams as chosen by the committee. Um, Texture, <laughs> a little women's suffrage on a Wednesday. Yeah, you're darn right. Uh, Jimmy's just, he's against it. I, I don't know what to come tell you. Come on, Jimmy. You're come better on, than come that. Come on, Jimmy. You're I, better, Jimmy. I, I, your parents paid a lot of tuition money for you to not believe in women's suffrage. I'll tell you what. That'd be great. Texture. J- Strevel just has the family over. He calls their kid a bum and then waves over another family.
2: Yeah, that's the other thing. I could definitely <laughs> see that.
1: Next. Katie's a bum. Uh, I don't really enjoy having her in class. Next. <laughs> Some little girl sitting there. It's just like, what? Why am I a bum? <laughs> Because she's uh, a Louisville fan, obviously. That's exactly, a little too much red in your daughter's uh, uh, wardrobe. come on. How could you root for Kenny Payne? You, <laughs> he wants a year three. Uh, have you seen the um, the quote from the president of Washington State? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've we've got to be a good colleague in the college football world. We asked for the opportunity to have a hearing on revenue distribution. That was granted. We have to be really careful about saying, if you don't give us exactly what we've asked for, we're going to hold up something or other. The decision has to be made by us at Oregon State, and we're still going through that decision-making process leading into the meeting next week. There's no assumption on what has to be to get X or to get Y in either way. And I think his point is more, Zach, just they know they're on the outside looking in at this point. Yes. And they really need that fifth spot to be there in a lesser conference because they have a really good shot of being that team. Yeah, that's right. So that's the underrated part of the Pac-12 falling apart. Is if Oregon State and Washington State can keep up their standards, they've got a really good chance to make the playoff. What a weird thing for that to happen. Yeah. Is that if Oregon State can keep it going, lost their coach, but if they can keep it going, if Washington State can be decent and win the Mountain West, that's a different conversation because they're going to be at the top there. It's going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do do. <laughs> I support women's suffrage. Put that on Twitter, and you'll get canceled because <laughs> people probably don't know what they the don't term know is. what suffrage means. God, that's a great because it, it sounds like, like one suffering. Thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. What a great what a great text.
2: It's I'm surprised lot. that is that a stand up bit by now. That should be a stand up bit. It should be. That should be like something where you have a comedian or one of those like political guys, you know, where they go around asking random people about. Policies or whatever. Just have a (laughs) random guy go around asking, "What do you think of women's suffrage?" (laughs) And see if they actually know what it means. Should women have suffrage? Should women have suffrage? (laughs) See, Uh, late late night comedy. There's there's a a bit for you. There you go. That's a pretty. We're saving
1: late night shows. How about that? Are you okay with this format, Zach?
2: The five plus seven. Yes. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's good enough. I would have done six, but with six, with six, of course. But do you know what Issel would say? No.
1: Issa would say he didn't want any automatic qualifiers. He just wants the 12 best teams.
2: No, I think you got to have the best. I mean, usually it just works out in and of itself. The the power four conferences so this is, now will end up with the
1: best teams. Yeah, so this is interesting because the other part of this is they're talking expansion with the NCAA tournament. And Terrible idea. I, I said it yesterday. I think it's a bad idea, too, but they're going to do it. Yes. I mean, it, it needs to happen, and I think instead of, you know, clutching our pearls and being upset about I think we need to have open conversations about what it should look like and try to influence that decision I think that a like you have the play-in games in Dayton yeah you just expand that rather than expanding the totality of the tournament
2: yeah I don't want to go back to the first round being the first four the second round is actually the first round I don't want that Uh, that was a joke and what I would do is I, I wouldn't make the teams that won their small conference tournament make them have to play in Dayton I would put the last eight at-larges and make them play the first four games. Mm. That's what they should have always been able to do. I
1: actually don't disagree
2: with that. The teams uh, that qualified for the NCAA tournament belong to the If you win your, you you win your
1: tournament. conference tournament, especially in basketball, yeah. if you win your conference tournament, you should be exempt from those things. I agree with you.
2: What do you think? My idea also is, I think in the small conferences, I think the regular season champ should be the NCAA tournament representative. Mm. I don't think it's fair for a team that dominates all year and they're never going to make the NCAA tournament because they don't get in that large spot. I don't think it's fair for a team to have four months of quality basketball get upstaged by a team who just happened to get hot for two or three days. The regular season champ should be the NCAA tournament representative.
1: I like the change in the rule where that, if you do lose in the tournament, you get the NIT bid. Yeah, but still. I, I get that it's the NIT, but at least you get extra basketball. True. Because before, those teams got nothing. They got nothing. And so that's been, a very, I think, a very positive If you're
2: expanding the tournament to have those teams make it, I guess I could probably get on board. But I'm, I don't want to expand the tournament just to have 500 Power 5 teams Make the NCAA tournament. I, that, that waters down the product. I don't like arguing who's the 68th and 69th best team as it is. I don't ever feel sorry for the last team that misses out in the NCA tournament because they blew their opportunity uh, to get in. Little 69 team. There you go. Well, not, not, not so nice when you on miss the day. tournament. Yeah. There you go. On on Valentine's Day.
1: Little Ash Wednesday 69. Nice. <laughs> so stupid. I. That never gets old. I'm. I'm a little conflicted. I won't lie. Like, I understand the idea of the automatic qualifier for winning your conference. So if you feel that way about the regular season, do you feel that way about football, too? Should the Big Ten championship game not matter? I don't think
2: conference championship games should even happen anymore. Because okay. we already, we're okay. already expanding the playoff. Yep. And most of the time, conference championship games, the two teams that are going to be in it, are probably going to both be in the 12-team playoff anyway, especially for the SEC and the Big Ten. You're telling me next year in the Big Ten championship game, without divisions, that we're going to get... Ohio State or Michigan versus Iowa. It's Do not you know happening. who
1: you are? Who Do am I? Do you know I? who you are? You're Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight hated the conference tournament.
2: I'm fine with conference tournaments as far as the Power Five are concerned because those teams are probably making the NCAA
1: tournament anyway. I don't like it in the small levels. But you think now? So they they had their place in college football. But by the way, we should caveat this with they're not going away. They make too much money on those. Of course, cars. right? Yeah,
2: never happened. Um, but I don't conference championship games now especially without divisions the two teams that are going to be in that game are both going to make the playoff so what's the incentive I mean the incentive is obviously to win a conference championship but
0: could you Here's see the guys only resting? thing I'll say
1: is actually the ACC championship game last year is the perfect example of why that game does matter. Yes. Because for Louisville, they're not getting it unless they win that game. That's correct. Yeah, And I'm not picking on Louisville. It would have been a much bigger deal. Before I get 30 texts, I'm not picking on Louisville in this case. It's just they were 15 going into that game. That's a win and end game. And if they lose, they're done. But if they win, either they move up in the rankings or they win the automatic berth.
2: Yeah, because of the power for the top four Power conference champ. So, in all likelihood, so now it's going to be the Big Ten champ, the SEC champ, the Big 12 champ, and the ACC champ yep. are automatically in the playoff. Those are your top four seeds, yep. regardless of whether the four best teams or not. So, that that could be you could have a fascinating thing where the ACC champ is the 10th best team in the country and Georgia or Alabama is the number five seed and has to play in the first round. Yeah. That's yeah. happening.
1: Yeah. Um do 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 do. Uh man, one minute to go in the game in their prime, give me Aaron Rodgers. I can't go there. Only one It's not a in bad Super choice Bowl. though, right? No,
2: it's not. But he's only been to one Super Bowl and he did win, but
1: Texter. Do the small conferences get two units for winning one of those play in games? If so, they may prefer it how it is. Yeah, no, I think that's probably right. Texter can't read that one, but it's a good sixty nine joke. Uh Texter, I agree if you win the conference tournament, you should be in except for bellarmine <laughs> Yeah, that's the other one. Oh boy. Yeah. Texter Louie picking on Louisville confirmed. <laughs> that's all I do. Negative radio. Negative
2: radio. <laughs> He says said it's time for a canes read. That's <laughs>
1: oh um, boy. You know what's funny? The other day... Love the Texters. We didn't do a Canes read. I just did the Kentucky Fish that's and Wildlife right. read yeah. in that voice. I, I didn't realize that the, until uh, after the, the show. show. Right. Yeah.
2: But we ate the Canes.
1: That's for sure. Yeah. Um, texter, Knox just signed with Adidas. If that means year three plus for KP, our program is doomed. I I hope that's a real text. Um, texter, Cal would love no SEC tournament, wouldn't he? I've gotten that text multiple times, and the answer is yes. Um, right. Texter, if the offensive weapons are all the same, you take Rodgers all day long. He was... As good as it gets in the two. Rodgers break. in his prime was as good as any quarterback I ever saw until Mahomes. Okay. Okay. Just in their prime.
2: Not yep. necessarily the best overall.
1: And, and to be fair to Aaron Rodgers, what, his top it, drafted running wide receiver yeah. was a third rounder or something. And to
2: be fair to Rodgers, he had three straight playoff losses where he didn't get the ball. Right. Two in overtime against the Seahawks and then the Cardinals. He didn't get the ball in overtime. Good point, yeah. And if Brandon Bostic just catches an onside kick against the Seahawks, he gets to go to that Super Bowl and play the Patriots. Maybe he beats Tom Brady and wins a second. We view his career differently. So that, that's fair. Oh, yeah. And Matt LaFleur kicking a field goal down by eight in the red zone hmm. against the Bucs in the NFC Championship game. One of the dumbest moves that you've ever seen a coach make. <laughs>
1: oh man this text line is bothering me because you're seeing text that i'm not seeing i don't i don't see the canes one at all the other problem is you click on new text so that i don't know if they're new or not that's fair okay <laughs> zach and co uh the uh <laughs> <laughs> next week it is next week it is that's true i will be uh, uh out next week how about that uh taking a vacation uh, uh next week with my family we do every february so uh excited uh to do that. Hopefully, the wife is feeling up to the trip this weekend.
2: Lots uh, of summer radio talk next week. <laughs> Biscuit
1: in on Monday. We'll see uh, if he bashes Louisville as well as I do. How about that?
2: I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably not. Probably
1: not. Probably not. It's two hours of Jeff Walls talk on Monday. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not football season anymore. That's on the table.
1: <laughs> you got to be ready for like grilling talk for. Always. Nice for beer talk yes you know all these kinds of things of course are you coming out to a tailspin yeah all right i'll be there good stuff yeah all right i feel like 12 bostics played for michigan that's so true oh man texture. i'm taking uncle rico from napoleon dynamite that's a pretty good text
2: and uh <laughs> michigan state their entire defensive legacy is based on bostics and bullos how many bullos went through there like five
1: uh at least yeah four or five yeah it's he doesn't pee off of a balcony. He doesn't
2: get suspended for the Rose Bowl. Yeah, how about that? Your <laughs> they last won the game, game anyway. They did
1: win that game. <sighs> with with a defender with a with a linebacker making the final play.
2: Yeah, the guy replaced him. Was, what was it, Kyler Ellsworth? I think it was sounds his name. Right. Yeah. What a bum, Kyler Ellsworth. That sounds like a lacrosse guy, not a <sighs> Michigan State it really, linebacker.
1: It really does. All right. Uh, we will get into uh, some other things. uh LeBay Area, Shaq's number retired by the Magic. Um, I, it just reminded me of a fun time in the NBA. That's all that did, just the the pinstripe, oh, uh, you know, Orlando Magic, the 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 little penny ads. Oh yeah, just the simpler times that things were. I
2: like those unis much better than what the Magic have worn ever since. Yep.
1: And uh, a couple of college basketball games last night that I want to mention uh, before we get out of here. Bobby V at noon, round table at three. Uh, of course, you will have uh, Louisville Sports Live tonight, seven o'clock. Cantrell uh, with the boys over there on 93, 9, and seven. Uh, as well, one more segment to go here, ESPN 680, 1057.
0: Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment?
1: You we're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Final segment on a hump Day, Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday version of the show. Louis Rebeau, Zach Cantrell hanging out with you. Bobby V after us. Roundtable, 3 o'clock. Reminder during this time slot. Sunday mornings is the Sunday morning hangover. With Nick Curran, Phil Baker here on 681057. 1057 Usually hang out with Zacky e. C as well on that one. Uh, Texter, conference uh should be played in football. Uh, to fight for higher seating in the playoff. Okay,
2: That's yeah, what it's going to be for. Yeah,
1: fair enough. Yeah. Uh, text texture, vacation what? <laughs> we're going to get the best middle linebacker of all time. Please help out. That's a good text. Um, text or asking where we're going. We're going to fly the kids down to Mexico. Going to do that um, for a couple days. Should be nice. So uh, I found myself going uh, south uh, in February, Zach. Um, as far south as I possibly can. There you go. <laughs> Looking forward to being lazy as possible for uh, three, four days uh, on the beach there. Uh, in Mexico, so there you go. Um, what else do I want to get into? You burn easily. I mean, I guess, um, but I don't. I'm pretty conscious about it, so I don't put myself in the situation to get into that scenario very often. If you yeah, will. so yeah. Um, Kevin texted in asking where we we're going. Yeah, yeah, we're flying down there. Uh, rented a rented a place in a Cancun. Man, I'll tell you the VRBO. Uh, Airbnb thing has changed how we travel because I used to rely on hotels and now I don't have to do that. You
2: gonna gonna see the lions down there? One, two, three, Cancun. That's our guys. The Pistons did that a long time ago. Pistons. You know where that story came from? No. So it was uh, apparently Nick Van Exel was the one who started that when the Lakers were about to lose to the Jazz. I think it was 98 or whatever. and okay. He said during practice, like, they were down 3-0. Like, they're done. The series is over. And I guess they ended practice with the k on three. One, two, Because they're about to go on vacation. That's fantastic.
1: fantastic. Um, <laughs> Louie, are you an ash head? I am. That's true. That's, uh, yes, I am I'm, I'm an ash head.
2: I like Sh- <laughs> Shaq telling that. He's like, you know, Nick Van Exel, he knew we were done, so... We all we're all going on vacation
1: that's that started the inside the NBA segment it's fantastic that's awesome um text I just got back from Juarez it was snowing if you know what I mean that's a good text uh texture of Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday sounds like a good time oh wait you said Ash Wednesday carry on yeah no that's right yeah, yeah. there you go um, <laughs> there you go the jokes they write themselves are you surprised the uh it appears the old San Francisco Warriors made a bid for LeBron at the trade deadline no, I'm not surprised. Okay. Why are you not surprised? I'm not surprised because the Warriors want to continue
2: their dynasty. And, I mean, they already signed Chris Paul, which everybody thought was inconceivable because he's longtime rivals with Steph Curry. And, look, if you can get the Lakers to bite and get you LeBron, why wouldn't uh, you do it? Yeah. But, of course, LeBron and the Lakers are like, no.
1: LeBron's hey, never leaving Los how Angeles. How
2: long do you think that phone call lasted?
1: Longer than you think. Longer than you think.
2: I think that call lasted five seconds. It was, hey, uh, is LeBron available? Oh, wait, wait, are you there? I think that's it.
1: Uh, quote from the article on ESPN.com. This is uh, it's from Loge and Ramona Shelburne. Um, if the Lakers ever wanted a temperature check on James's commitment, here was the chance and in the end, the answer was returned resoundingly, uh, resoundingly, excuse me, on the eve of the trade deadline. Paul told uh Lakeup and Warriors GM Mike Dunleavy Jr. By the way, how old are we that Mike Dunleavy Jr. is the GM of the Warriors, yeah, that's good right. lord. That James had no interest in a trade and wanted to remain a Laker, the source said when Dunleavy reached out to J- Lakers GM Rob Pelinka, in those pre-trade deadline hours, Dunleavy had been told the same: the Lakers wanted to keep James. The sources said. But look, I think there's a. I think you have to listen, Zach. And I think in that in that job, the number of guys who are actually untouchable is very that that list is very short. It's not, hard. especially thirty nine year olds. Yes, and I'm not picking he's on LeBron. But still, LeBron. I know. I'm not picking on LeBron at all. Zero percent. But he's he's thirty-nine, and the idea to call and say, hey, do you want to take one more run at a ring is not ridiculous. No. It's not ridiculous. It
2: would take a massive haul though I, I to get, get it. LeBron. I,
1: I get it. I get it. But the thing, I the, thing think... the thing with LeBron, because of how his contracts are structured and how smart he is about those things. Yeah. He could have gone to the Warriors for the rest of the season and just been done. Now.
2: Yeah, he's a free agent. The, the
1: thing that we haven't mentioned yet is LeBron knows his reputation already, and if he went for a three-month stint with, with the them Warriors just to win a title, yeah. it would destroy his everything. It would Whatever people, whatever the naysayers about LeBron is say, if he did that— Yeah,
2: I'm the biggest oh, LeBron man. defender you'll find, but I probably couldn't have even defended that. I still think—and this has been my hot take—I still think he retires as a Cav. I think he's going to sign one more year in Cleveland, and that'll be that.
1: Uh, a texter wants to know what I do during Lent. I will do that to close the show. Uh texter, LeBron to the Clippers. That actually makes way more sense. Uh texter, does Zach not like uh, me because I worked at DFAS in Columbus, Ohio? And my comments about that a week ago.
2: Oh, I'm good with it. Z-Bus, <laughs> baby. How about that?
1: texter, Louis picking on, on LeBron confirmed. Yeah, that's me. You're picking negative on radio. everybody It's today. negative radio today. There you go. We're negative
2: um, radio on a Valentine's Day. Yeah, no, man. Oh man
1: uh texter lebron will play for at least one more team whoever drafts his kid uh he'll play one to two seasons with bronny and then whoever. Bronny's retire.
2: not that good though i think we're fi- figuring out how hard it is to be a one-and-done guy everybody just assumed bronny would be one and done you know he's gonna have his dad's talent and everything well michael jordan's kids kind of sucked at basketball
1: and bronny's better than both of them no but question like i was just gonna say yeah that's not yeah but bronny's not a one-and-done guy maybe not Maybe not. Unless you know you could draft him in the second round and get LeBron on your team next year.
2: Yeah. That's out there. Uh, it's but it's absolutely a, let's see, out let's see there. who drafts Bronny. I think if if it's like the New York Knicks or something like that, then yeah, LeBron right. might if go. if it's there. the Pistons. If it's the Charlotte Hornets or Yeah, right. yeah no. I get you it. think
1: LeBron will ever play for like the Hornets or the Pistons or No. Come on, get out of here. So you think he's more he's more committed to playing in Los Angeles than he is to playing with Bronny no matter what? I wouldn't say that. Again, depends on
2: where Bronny goes. If he goes to the Cavs, he's going to Cleveland.
1: Texter Lou, Louis taking shots at U of L. LeBron, who's next? Irad. That's a great. That's a great horse racing joke. Um, but no, I, 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 no, I'm not taking shots at Irad. What are we doing? Only U of L. LeBron. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna be a horse racing expert in a couple months. Just saying. Yeah,
1: you are gonna get drunk? You mean?
2: Yeah. I, that's What's what. What's the difference? That,
1: People get a little bourbon in them, and they think they're horse racing. experts. Of course they do. You're damn right. They also, think they're experts in a lot Well, of I was going to say, they're also political experts, religious uh-huh. experts, relationship experts. Everything. <laughs> oh, man. I love that we've gotten to the point in the, the college basketball season that Wisconsin wins a game at home against Ohio State. And they have to put on the bottom, on the scrawl on ESPN, that wisconsin is 11 and 0 against unranked teams at home because that's actually a thing this year (laughs) you see what the record
2: is for top Uh, 10 teams on the road against it's under 500 right it's at 500 exactly
1: jeez oh man that's wild man is that kind of year though it really is it is really that kind of year (sighs) all right so someone's asking what uh what i do for lent and I'm, i'm usually not very open about that but uh also, didn't have a show called Remote Go before. Um, this text are saying they've intermittent. Fa- they've been intermittent fasting for a bit now. Uh, Louis, what's your Lenten approach? I may try that as well. Okay, so that's. I think in general, if you can close the window of how often you eat, I think you'll be stunned at how much it helps your brain function. How much better you just sort of feel. How much you sleep better. That kind of stuff. And so, good for you. Um, it is eating random stuff at random times that really does me in. Uh, if people listen to this show, they know it's been. I haven't done the month. Uh, like eight and a half months since I picked up a drink, something like that. I feel way better not doing that. Yeah. And so I wish it was eight and a half months. I understand. I understand. No, no. And I, I don't I, give me. Eight I and half also, days. by the way, um, <laughs> I'm going to take shot another shot at somebody. I'm sure, uh, but uh, I'm not taking shots. But I also don't care if people take shots. Like I, literally a zero percent. So um, the in this case, what I really try to do during Lent is treat every day like it's a Friday. So. Outside of the meat part of that, I try to eat one full meal and then one half meal every day. And then on Sunday, of course, you know, I enjoy myself. And so that's my Lenten approach. Uh, No breakfast. I usually eat a bigger lunch and then a small dinner. Um, And by dinner, I mean like a bowl of soup or something or a a small sandwich. Yeah. uh, That kind of thing. So there you go. There's my approach. How big do you go for lunch? Not very not very I'm probably seven, eight hundred calories during Lent a day. Okay. I don't really
2: eat much breakfast to begin with. Yeah,
1: right. There you go. I, I think for some people this isn't a hard change. So
2: Oh, it wouldn't be an easy one. Yeah. I like I like
1: gating. So there you go. Um texture, I know a UK fan that gives up Twitter for Lent and he does it for ulterior motives to avoid rival and media backlash when they collapse in March Madness. So my tradition is to send him a smiling grinch text as soon as they lose. Oh, I I think that people use lent for their own devices all the time so he's doing because uh, the- i even even uh, tarillo you can get into uh, this with her today yeah is she's like so you do that do you do it like for the health reasons or do you do it for the jesus reasons and by the way they could be the same thing they can be, they can be both they can be the same thing that's what so so uh, he's basically doing what lebron
2: does in the playoffs every year zero dark 30 <laughs> what about dark zero dark
1: yeah. <laughs> Texture, i'm three and a half years sober i lost 50 pounds and people want to know how i did it i quit drinking oh wait never mind
2: <laughs> there's these hundred year old people that say the key to living a long life yeah, is right. to drink and yeah. then all these healthy people I, I that don't, don't drink die at 50 I,
1: I, i'm with you they interviewed a woman in the most polluted zip code in michigan she was near one of these refineries outside detroit right yeah and They said, what's the key to life? And she literally just looked at the guy. She smiled. She's just this little, tiny, like 104-year-old, frail black woman in the most polluted place in America. And she just looks at him. She goes, chicken, root vegetables, and a shot of whiskey every day. And she meant it. And and, and they said, why the whiskey? And she said, because it it kills every bad thing in your body. It essentially acts as an antiseptic. Mm -hmm. And she was being serious. She's like, chicken, root vegetables, bourbon. (laughs) I love it. man. Sounds like a diet. Find thing. what no, but find what works for you. That's really the key here, right? I mean, I, I, again, like I don't, I don't talk about it all the time. I'm not Jason Anderson levels of talking about not drinking, but for me, it's worked. It really has worked.
2: I I, I had this thing during COVID. where I, I had it once, and you know how you you yeah. can't taste anything.
1: Man, I, that hasn't happened to me. I've been really lucky.
2: That part so, has not happened, but I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. So I couldn't taste anything for like a couple of weeks. Okay. Whatever, so I tried to mentally just be like, oh, I'm eating <laughs> oh, no. vegetables and all that. kind of, No. no. Didn't work. Like, my brain still worked. My, my <laughs> taste didn't work, but my brain still worked. So I could still see that I'm eating, like, pizza or cheeseburgers or whatever yeah. or drinking beer. And, yeah, it w- it was nice. Like, I could even go over to my friend's house and be like, well, I can't infect you, so let's
1: <laughs> let's drink. <laughs> there you go. I get it, man. Uh, Texture fasting really does work. Uh, and you do feel better afterwards, but just thinking about it makes you sick. <laughs> I get it. No, the fasting thing does work. It works for me for sure. Uh, I can say that. I know the fasting thing works, and the avoiding uh, the alcohol thing definitely works for me as well. So, yeah, no, I just, uh, again, like I said, find the thing that works for you is really the key to, to, to so many of these things. Could you go vegan? As well. Absolutely, I could. No way. Absolutely, I could.
2: Maybe vegetarian. Maybe for like a week. I could do both. I've done
1: vegan before for Lent.
2: So you're giving up, like, vegan, you're giving up, like, dairy, cheese. Like, I gave up everything. And in everything. fact, Zach,
1: when, because it was Lent, I wouldn't sit on leather. I wouldn't wear leather. Um, what do vegans eat? That's all I want to know. It's not as bad as you make it out to be, but it's not something that I'm going to choose long-term either.
2: Yeah. I'll put it that way. I know athletes that have done it just to lose no weight. Yeah.
1: But I, I've liked, I would want to enjoy eating my meals. I would rather, for example do a fast the first week of every month and kind of reset my system than do what you just described, like cut things out on a permanent basis. I'd rather do a reset than just do that. Yeah,
2: No, I'm with you. If you're vegan, can you eat peanut butter
1: sandwiches? Yes. Okay. Well, I could do that. (laughs) You know, that's the thing. I think people assume you're giving up more than – they assume it extends to things like peanut butter. The problem right? is
2: you try to eat, give up like soup or whatever. But you got to be careful like a lot chicken or, and,
1: or a lot of bread has eggs in it. Yeah. Right. So making a sandwich like that could not might be difficult. Yeah, so right. I,
2: it's just <laughs> there's just too many things I would actually have to Google to look up. A high
1: school player had a 75 point triple double.
2: I know about Wait, that. what? Find that. Is he like seven foot eight? I
1: think it's a woman.
2: What? <laughs> so basically Cheryl Miller
1: text her. Hey, Louie, how about you don't eat again until Louisville wins another game? Hey, 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 hey try to that. kill me isn't nice. They're playing Notre Dame Saturday. <laughs> hey, how about that?
2: Yeah, um, Texas State commit Saniya Burks, Saniya, Saniya, she had 75 points, 19 rebounds, and 15 steals.
1: Mm. Text her. I agree, Louie. I haven't had COVID, and I tell my wife the germs can't survive with the vodka intake. It's like my inside hand sanitizer. She, yeah, Prince Fielder was vegan. That's right. Fifteen yeah, but. steals. Not even like normally it's points fifteen rebounds. steals. Yes. Uh, what well, su- su- do the stat line? Seventy five points,
2: yep. nineteen rebounds, fifteen <laughs> steals. And she's going to Texas State. Nice. How about that. So after that game, she's going to get offered by yeah, Texas right. yeah. and Texas A <laughs> yeah, <yeah, yeah>. and M.
1: <laughs> she's due to go to Texas State. Have you seen? The, say. Yeah, have sure. you seen
2: like in the thirty for thirty where uh, <laughs> Reggie Miller? I think he dropped forty five or something in a high school game, and he goes to brag about it to his dad, and they yeah, get in the so car, sure. and he's like, "Um, Cheryl scored 105.
1: That's one of the underrated jokes in Seinfeld all time. Is Kramer goes to the game? He gets into the fight. He and Spike Lee go to the strip yes, club, of course. Yes, but. Elaine's line, Cheryl's brother, Cheryl's brother is is an underrated sports line oh, in that show. Fantastic. That is a fantastic. Line. It might be the best sports joke that isn't. I'm Keith
2: Hernandez. I was born. <sighs> I Keith MVP Hernandez jokes are good.
1: The Steinbrenner jokes, obviously. Steinbrenner are funny. jokes, of course. Um, but,
2: I love the. uh We won the World Series. Yeah, in six games. That's because really they're good trying one. to. Te- he's trying to teach Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter how to hit.
1: You know, th- this is a good text. Uh texter, 4379680. As a Catholic, avoiding alcohol must be doubly difficult. You're not wrong. It is absolutely built into the culture, especially in Louisville, of of Catholic events and different things. But no, uh, I, I have to be very explicit with people at the start of evening. Say, hey, I'm not I'm not doing anything, so, you know, whatever. Um, it, it, is, it is not as hard in public as I thought it was going to be at all. Like, we went to Blind Square yesterday. I just yeah. had club soda. It was fine. It was literally just fine. So Can we give
2: Roger it. McDowell some credit for his boogie how accurate that was when he spit on Kramer. He thought it was Keith Hernandez. That's yeah, why I hated him.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good, man. That episode's pretty funny. But Cheryl's brother is an Cheryl's underrated. brother. It's a really good line. Fantastic. It's a really someone. Someone in the writing room got that got that joke through. Oh yeah, that's a good job by that person. Yes, yeah, it's a really good joke. All right, well, music has begun. Happy Hump Day. Happy Valentine's Day out there. I know we joke, but uh, I really. If you're doing the Valentine's thing day uh, today, uh, happy Valentine's Day. And if it is Ash Wednesday for you and you're getting ready for Lent, um, I hope that your Lent in preparation for Easter goes really, really well and it goes the way uh, that you intend for it to do. And if it doesn't, hey, wake up the next day and start over. I'm Louis Rabot alongside Zach Cantrell. This is Rabot & Co., ESPN 680, 1057. We'll be back in the saddle tomorrow at 10. Ben Roberts and Jay Davis with us tomorrow. And, hey, we hope you join us at 10 as well, too. Have a great day, everybody.